Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast on Exercise Physiologist CDE. My name is Jan and I'll be your host today. And I'm also excited to have with me Elise Edwards. Elise is a credentialed diabetes educator and accredited exercise physiologist, currently working as a senior clinician at Gold Coast Private Hospital. She has select extensive experience in community health, aged care and private practice. Elise also previously worked in disability services in Toowoomba and has been a guest lecturer at both SCU and ANU. She presented virtually at the Australasian Diabetes Congress in 2020 and 2021 and face-to-face in 2022. She has also been involved with a number of publications and podcasts through ADEA and EWSA. Elise has a passion for promoting healthy lifestyle and loves sharing her knowledge with others. Hello, Elise, and welcome to you today. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Jan. How are you? Very well, thank you. So today, as I mentioned, we'll be discussing accredited exercise physiologist and credential diabetes educator. So, Elise, what motivated you to become a CBE? Absolutely. I was working in Toowoomba in community health at the time as an exercise physiologist. We started up a multidisciplinary exercise group for patients with diabetes. We had a CDE, a physio, a dietitian, and me as well as the EP. That was going really well and I was enjoying getting to know the patients. But unfortunately, when the CDE left, I had lots of clients asking me questions about diabetes that I couldn't answer. So this sparked my interest a little more and I did a bit of further reading on diabetes and related topics in my own time. Later in the year, the company I worked for at the time were providing study grants for additional studies and I investigated into the grad cert of diabetes education at Southern Cross. And the following year, I commenced my studies. Good on you. What would you say are some of the benefits and I guess potential drawbacks of being an exercise physiology uh, physiologist and CDE? And how did you overcome the, the uh, drawbacks or barriers for that? Well, often exercise and lifestyle are brushed over with managing diabetes. Everyone knows that exercise is beneficial, but I've found that lots of clients still have not found that drive to continue with healthy habits. I have found that my exercise physiology background has helped me into assisting patients to find what they enjoy through movement and can help manage their diabetes. In private practice, having my primary discipline plus my CDE status was very handy, being able to bill for two different sessions. Now that I work in a hospital, I have not found any limiting factors. I do often get asked if if it has affected my scope of practice for titrating insulin or commencing the use of CGMs or insulin pumps. However, with the appropriate training, exposure and guidance from the doctors, I have not had any troubles. I find the patients respond well to me and particularly appreciate the advice about leading healthy lifestyles. I know that a lot of CDEs from a range of different backgrounds and being from an allied health background, it does have its challenges in terms of work-wise working in the public public hospital system here in Queensland as they only hire RNs and CDEs, which is a shame. I do know some great CDEs from allied health backgrounds that already work for the public system. However, they're not considered for CDE roles. This has been an issue for a very long time. 
I have to say, but enough on that. <laughs> what does a typical <laughs> typical consult with you look like then, Elise? Well, that's a tricky question. Each patient is different. So I always try to ensure that I build a relationship with the patient I see first and to see what I can help them with. Before I see them, I tend to read their medical history and even speak with the staff if the patient has any preferences or would benefit from having their family in attendance. Once I get an understanding of what the patient's goals are, I can then assist them to educate and what would help manage their diabetes best for their stay in hospital and beyond. This includes referring to my amazing team around me, including the dietitians, the social workers, the psychs, the physios, etc. But absolutely, I always try and throw in a bit about physical activity. However, I wouldn't say I focus on it for each consult. I've been lucky enough to be in contact with a lot of the local EPs around the Gold Coast and have developed a contact sheet for patients to be able to participate in Medicare care plans as well as the eight Medicare group allied health sessions. Particularly for individuals that are struggling or have struggled to find their niche, this is a great starting point once they leave the hospital. How would you say your skills as an exercise physiologist and a CDE being able to help you improve the life of people living with diabetes in your practice? And I guess if you could provide us some examples that might show that. I'm a strong advocate for leading healthy lifestyles and love being able to share my knowledge about the benefits of healthy eating and exercise and movements to my patients. I still think that there is a lack on specific advice on exercise and healthy eating. Not sure if that's due to a time factor with patients and their health professionals or even just access to EPs or dietitians. But for an example, most recently, we had a gentleman with type 1 diabetes who was admitted to hospital for a cardiac procedure. He was previously a keen cyclist. My colleague was an RNCDE, did his initial assessment and recognised that he also had specific goals in relation to his training. So, of course, once cleared by his doctor, I was able to provide specific advice for how exercise may help and affect him. I was able to talk about specific foods to prevent hypos, but to ensure optimal performance on long rides, as well as where to be cautious for hypo management. I'm lucky enough to work closely with CDEs from a range of different backgrounds, and I believe that we all learn from each other and can provide specific advice based off our experiences and skill set. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for that, Elise. Are you familiar with the 2022 ADA role and scope of practice in Australia? And did this document impact you or your practice in any way at all? I did have to be careful of my scope of practice when working in private practice. This was because I had to be wary of which hat I was wearing for each consult. I have not ever been audited before, but I am aware that Medicare and various private health companies are known to audit practitioners with dual disciplines. For example, if I was seeing someone for an EP session but was billing under Medicare, but then also identified that someone needed some diabetes education on specific glucose monitoring advice, I would then need to organise a separate time for the patient to come back and either see me privately or get their GP to write a diabetes education referral. In community in the hospital settings, as people are paying privately or they're getting their home care package, I was not restricted into what happened in each session. However, it was just more on a time base. 
In terms of following my scope of practice in the clinical practice, counselling, diabetes education, there has never been an issue. But if I was concerned, it's easy enough to speak with the team at ADEA or SL, who are my accreditation board for EP. Yes, it becomes quite a difficult process, doesn't it, sorting each one out. So thank you for that. What are you, your recommendations to listeners who are an accredited exercise physiologist and are considering becoming a CDE? With any study, it is important to work out why you're studying. I think if there's a passion there, there is definitely a benefit. The world needs more CDEs from allied health backgrounds. I believe that we can provide a different view of things that truly benefit patient lives. Would love to see some more EPCDEs jump on the bandwagon. Well, let's hope we see a lot in the future. Thank you for that, Elise. And just finally, I guess, what advice would you like to share with our listeners? And please feel free to include any uh, useful strategies that can be implemented in practice. So firstly, thank you to all that have listened in today. At the end of the day, all CDEs should be empowering patients to participate in healthy lifestyle choices. If you're not sure on where to start, keep an eye out for new professional development, webinars, back sheets to pass on to patients on the effects of exercise and diabetes. Or you can reach out to ESSA or your local EP to assist with specific advice. I really enjoy my role as an EP CDE and encourage anyone who is keen to pursue it. We can all make a difference in our patients' lives. Elise, thank you once again for your time today. And it really has been great to talk to you and hear your of your role in particular, which is the, it's really developed since I retired, I have to say. Thank you for taking the time also to listen to this podcast and to obtain CPD credits for the for the podcast, please go to the ADEA Learning Management System at learning.adea.com.au and complete a feedback evaluation. And so until next time, goodbye. Thank you.